pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Greetings, KBs. Glad to have all of you back for another time of celebration encouragement, all right here at the one place where you are continually championed. I'm so glad to have you back with us today. I can hardly stand it. <laughs> this is the Law of Attraction podcast that takes a deep dive into life source and into the substance of things that you hope for, evidence of things not yet seen, and it's all within the power of kinetic belief to attract and manifest whatever it is that you can think of or imagine. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Maggie, I love the chili that you made last night. Oh, man, so I ju- cozy. I just didn't, we're a little late podcasting today because I just finished another bowl of it. <laughs> You're like, sorry, we're late. I was eating chili. (laughs) Sorry. And the cornbread. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Good stuff, Just like we somehow translated it back to the deep south. (laughs) I think you're right. the United States. Well, the weather here has been, uh, well, it's been chilly here. So I I just felt appropriate. It was a perfect night for it. We watched a movie. It was wonderful. Well, especially yesterday was rainy and chilly and chilly. That's what I'm saying. That's why we had chilly. That's what I'm trying to say. I get it. You see? It was so good. Is cereal soup? Uh, I hope not. Is, <laughs> if it's is, gotten to that point, it's not. You shouldn't oh, okay. eat it. <laughs> I'm just, I was just wondering because it's, you know, no. it's oh, floating man. around. I can't remember the last time I had cereal. But you put things in soup and it's chunky and you know you have a thick soup. So why isn't cereal uh, soup? I don't know. I would have to Google the definition of soup. And then I'd have to regret spending my time Googling the definition well, of soup. Well, then forget so. about it and just tell me, is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, absolutely not. It's a hot dog. <laughs> okay, well, that clears all that up. Hey, question for you. What is happening? What's, what is invisible but you wish people could see? Oh, my gosh. Um, all the things that pop into my head, I feel like it's a it's a gift that we can't see them. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, like thoughts, I would never want to know what people are thinking. I wouldn't want them to know what I'm thinking. Mm, that's interesting. Um, if you could see people's thoughts. Absolutely, no. You can on their I'd faces, have to live in though. a cave. I mean, there are people you can really make a study. or It's a science to read body language. That's and true. you can kind of tell what people Some are. Some people can hide that really well. I cannot. I'm... I wear everything I'm thinking on my face. But then as soon as you aware. think you're an expert, you know, you, you go around, liar. <laughs> no. Who's doing to that? Bar- Frazier. <laughs> right? Yes. Oh, Frazier. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything um, because, I don't know. Um, 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 like, I mean, I'm very glad that, you know, people can't just like see my attitude. Hmm. <laughs> As I'm walking through the day. I don't know. You've always got a great attitude. But that's what you think. No, you do. Yes, you do. (laughs) I wish, you know, it would be kind of cool if you could see the the Uh, scent of flowers. Could you imagine what it would look like walking through a field of flowers? But I I feel like you sort of can. Like, if you look at a rose, doesn't it conjure the scent? I mean, it's, it's amazing how much a flower actually does look like what it smells like. Okay. <laughs> okay, I get, I get that, and I, I agree with that. I'm glad I can't see that you're thinking she's an idiot. Because <laughs> no, I'm right not. Now. <laughs> I don't. Maggie, you're beating yourself up today unnecessarily. Uh, now, that is something I would never do. Well, <laughs> Give myself a hard time. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, right. Oh, man. So, well, but, yeah. Okay, so the scent I, of flowers, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. 
Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. That's an interesting question, though, because it does make kind of circle back to, thank God we can't see most things that we cannot see. I think it would add an uh, interesting dimension to taking hikes in into the forest forest bathing and mm. you could you could see the scent of the pine see the scent of like we said the flowers or you know yeah. the, the the damp forest floor it was interesting things. there was a an actress that had i cannot think of her name but she had um a, a brain injury we read the article not that long ago, but she said when she sort of woke up from healing from this brain injury, she could not only write music, but everything that she looked at had a strange uh, aura to it. And she she said, I don't know how to explain it other than I could see music in everything. And, mm-hmm. and I know you've experienced that as mm-hmm. well. Sure. Yeah. So that's seeing something that's typically unseen. I think it's fascinating the way that the senses are certainly divided up. But I want to add something to our conversation regarding enjoyment. Oh, that we were having yesterday, yesterday. Yeah. yeah, and and why does someone only enjoy some things, and you know another person only enjoys others, and what is enjoyment? Because one of the most powerful things to attracting dynamic change in our lives, and that's what this podcast is all about. That's what kinetic yes. believers are living to do. It's the way of life for us, and so it's it is to change your life experiences from uh, just the mundane into that of being, you're enthusiastically uh, enjoying it, Mm. whatever it is. And and you and I both were uh, moving train wrecks as children when it came to being enthusiastic about things. We've talked about (laughs) about this so often. And I, I think... I think it's often evident and, and prevalent in a lot of children. We see kids. We love watching the kids, by the way, playing in the river down here, too, in Breckenridge. Oh, yeah. But so you know, the enthusiasm of a child and how it's difficult, <laughs> difficult for parents to contain. And I'm not so sure that it should be uh, as much as just directed. But you know, I'm not talking about an enthusiasm where you just fake it until you make it either. Because a person who works their enjoyment out, like we were talking about yesterday, in order to transcend worries and transcend stress, doubts, fears, all those things, to enjoy the present tense of the moment, naturally takes on an enthusiastic persona, like the kids we're talking about. It's who you are. It becomes the essence of who you are that's communicated and that's experienced and expressed outwardly. Enthusiasm emerges from those who foster the enjoyment that comes from deep within. And it's authentic. Yeah. You know, kids aren't faking it. It comes from their toes. I mean, it's it's like it, the hair stands on end, and here we go. But wow. it's the inner purpose of awakening to be enthusiastic about this experience. And this goes back to um, unbecoming and rewilding the need for that, because I love how you are comparing the childlike enjoyment that comes so easily and is so explosive, and then all of a sudden we find ourselves one day. You know, where did how did it, how did we go from that to sitting here even needing to have a conversation about con it up enjoyment in our lives. So, I mean, obviously, we have to get back to something. Well, that's the key. When you think of it in terms of conjuring up, what you're really doing is you're digging deep down to where the essence of joy is, and you are permitting it to be expressed rather than mm. uh, omitting it from your expressions, like if you could see it, and allowing it to be because it's who you are. It's who life is. It's what life is. It's the enthusiasm of awareness. Mm being expressed through human form. 
suddenly, perhaps after listening to these podcasts or maybe after, I don't know, day 77 of the Guided Journal, <laughs> one day you just know what your genius of purpose is. Well, where does that come from? It's been stirred up intentionally, right? But you've got this unveiled vision. You can see now, and you can see clearly when before you couldn't, there were obstacles that were pre- preventing you from being able to to change perspective. But now you have this unveiled vision, and you become excited by a goal. Now, where does it come from? From the higher thought forms, from wisdom. And so here's the goal, and it comes into your mind, and it's coming out of your genius of purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and from then on... It, this person begins implementing kinetic belief modalities toward that goal and uh, enthusiasm <laughs> begins to rise yes. up from from deep within well and i'm still as you're describing this i'm still seeing those children playing in the river that we see every time we're walking into town here and one thing that is a common a common theme to all of this enjoyment talk is is being so wildly present being you know completely unaware of anything outside of the present moment the present circumstance in the most buoyant and positive ways the most exciting way right and then the energetics of the enjoyment like we were talking about yesterday and uh, enthusiasm well it enlarges life doesn't it well and it, you- it brings to the table this bigger expansion of self and it inflates you in the proper way when you said something really fascinating as we, when we were chatting earlier today you you mentioned that there is a huge difference between embracing the present moment and accepting it and mm. I, that that really hit me as far as this enjoyment topic goes sure because embracing the moment allows for goals. It allows for the intrinsic genius of purpose to come in and take, uh, create those thought forms that you're journaling. Mm. And by not projecting yourself to be somewhere else, right. wishing you were doing or, or doing something different or somewhere else, the enjoyment of the awareness of the moment takes on a life of its own. And through your curiosities, and the simple state of being of gratitude for the moment that you're in, the, the goal, the vision of a projected way of life of being in the present moment, it comes out of higher wisdom. It comes out of oneness. And it's being attracted to the way that you're enjoying something on a smaller scale already, in a smaller version You're enjoying it. You don't have an expectation for the thing in the moment, the present tense moment, to be something other than what it is. You're enjoying it. You're grateful for it. And so then the release, the aha moment, the one thing that excites, that ignites and propels and releases genius, releases life, growth, expansion to become more, is enthusiasm. Mm. Maybe that's why the children grow. (laughs) <laughs> to become what they're supposed to be through the enthusiasm of their awareness. Yes. Mm, faith of a child. Enthusiasm. And this is what the third modality of awakened kinetic belief releases through practiced gratitude. And it's, it's thankfulness in all things, isn't it? And it's not just to be confused with gratitude for all things, but in all things. I'll underscore that if you're taking notes. Be grateful in all things. It's not for all things. That's quite the distinction. 
you know, because I think that we can get, you know, it seems like one little word, but we can get so tripped up in the, in the motivation and, and the, just in mm. the, that experience itself. And some, and something else, because when you are grateful in all things and you're delighting in it, right? You're, yes. you are appreciating awareness. You're appreciating the, the, the sunburst of uh, light coming through the treetops and the canopy. And you are, uh, grateful for the swirling water like we were as we were watching it uh, eddy around the rocks in the mm, river yesterday. Beautiful. Grateful in the moment and the, br- the cool breeze rolling down off the top of the mountains and the, the laughter of the children off in the distance jumping from rock to rock. Like a phoenix rising from ashes, enthusiasm just takes flight. Mm. Enthusiasm, it, Maggie, it means that you're experiencing deep enjoyment in what you are uh, aware of in the present tense moment to and you're enjoying it because of what you're doing is because it's because of the life within you that you're enjoying it and and you're enjoying the doing of the doing because of the life that's in you and now you have the added element of a goal or a vision that's moving toward your kinetic energy that's moving you toward that thing that you're attracting to manifest into your life you know you didn't use this word but everything that you just said it gave me such a strong sense of of just the spirit of resilience and and that's something that people always attribute to children and you mentioned the phoenix rising and what a powerful tool what a powerful skill for us to be able to activate just being resilient in life through no matter what's coming no matter what season we're in no matter what's happening hmm. skill to life isn't that again it's just enjoying the awareness of what can be through mm-hmm. your imagination through the art form of the expression of your inner self because here's what happens when you add a goal to the enjoyment of what you're doing, whatever it is, it may seem insignificant, but it's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you add a goal to that. Your energy field or your vibrational frequency, if you could see it, it literally changes like we started the podcast with. It literally takes yeah. on a different form, a different color, a different vibrancy. Now, that's what I'd like to see, <laughs> our so, frequencies <laughs> walking around. So you can see that. Imagine to see that. <laughs> yes. Then the, the proverbial hair on the top of your head begins to stand up with enthusiasm. Something is, is transforming here. Mm-hmm. It's actually, there's change taking place. In, in the quantum, mechanical, physical world, there's something taking place that's, that's changing. And a certain degree of what we might call heightened expectation is now added to the release of your enjoyment. And, and just like a grateful parent expecting the arrival of a newborn child, there's inherent enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell the parent to be enthusiastic that is looking forward to the birth of a child. You can't get it out of your knower that you know something wonderful and new and exciting is about to come into the world. You know, I've never loved the word goals. Um, I think it's probably because someone's always giving it to you as if it's homework, you know, <laughs> go home and do your goal homework. But you just sort of replace that word with expectation. And that just really shot through me it had this power to it It, it, replacing that word goal with expectation it gives us and because that's exactly you're right i mean that's that's what it's going to do it's going to change that frequency it's it's a change in the wind it it starts to shift everything and that's wow that's very exciting most people that set goals are setting them from the ego state of being and it comes from wishful thinking wishing you were somewhere else rather than where you are in the present moment 
And that's the reason that you don't like goals, because it's telling you <laughs> you need to go somewhere else in order to be happy, to be healthy, to be wealthy, to change your life. And so that's not the kind of goal setting that we're talking about. And now you, you, you drive on to the height of, of this inspired activity, which is being fueled by your enthusiasm. And there's an enormous amount of intensity and energy behind what you're doing. The enthusiasm is causing this almost out-of-body experience in your activity because you're just, the amount of intensity is elevating you beyond the noise of the world. And even though no one else can, you can see it. (laughs) You can smell it. It's in your imagination. It's in your desire. It's in your journal. And you can, you, it's, it's become very real to you and you can taste it and it's, it, really is good. I almost feel like you're giving us the sense that every present moment, which is always being replaced with itself, every present moment has a a purity to it. And you're teaching us how to keep it pure and how to keep it um, untarnished from doubt, worry, because it, it does feel like all of these things are constantly trying to come in and contaminate the present moment. It contaminates it again. It's two different natures of being. And the egoist state of mind contaminates everything. You're identifying with something other than the reality and the truism of what is, what's coming out of your higher source of being. But when you reach this euphoric state of enthusiasm, not because of what something is, but because of who you are, Mm. you can feel it. You can sense it. It's as though life becomes easy and you start, you you feel like you're running down a hill when you get up in the morning, when you are going throughout the day, you're running and you're fleet footed and unencumbered (laughs) as you're going about. You're not even, you're not breathing hard. You're gliding, moving toward a target that's just as big as the side of a barn. And with every lunging step, you're enjoying the journey. I feel like this is you're taking us back to being lighthearted because, you know, you and I, we laugh throughout the day. I would love to know how much time we spend laughing and not in a in a ridiculous way, but I think it's almost in a serious way. We're very serious about being lighthearted mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. life because there's so much power to that because you, you cannot you cannot have this enthusiasm without having a light heart and approaching life in mm-hmm. this way. Yeah. You know, you're, you're serious about your lightheartedness. And actually, you know, to the onlooker, to somebody else, it may appear that you you are under stress when you are lighthearted because and they may even think it when they first see you. Should, should I be running from something too? You know, <laughs> what's going on? What am I missing? But the intensity, and that's what we're talking about. It's the intensity of your enthusiasm, the intensity of your enthusiastic actions that's got nothing to do with stress, nothing at all to do with stress. In fact, quite the opposite. And here's the difference, though. When you want to arrive at some type of life goal, more than you want to be doing what you're presently doing, you become stressed out, unhappy, miserable, because you aren't enjoying what you're presently doing. And so the balance between enjoyment and the tension of your present tense moment, well, it's lost. And desire for some kind of future thing, that's what actually wins out. Stress and dissatisfaction, it replaces enjoyment and the lightheartedness that you mentioned. 
and enthusiasm. It's just lost. It dissipates and stress wins out. You've brought us back recently so many times to the power of awareness. And just now, I feel like you are heightening our awareness to a new level of what is stress? Where does it come from? What is lightheartedness? What is enthusiasm? How do we actually activate these things and hold on to them so that they can be these uh, a permanent staple and you know get rid of the stuff that's not serving us? Isn't awareness that is key? It always is, isn't it? Yeah. It sets you free from these things. And being able to recognize that as an observer, oh, I see you. I see what you're doing. And, and these thoughts that are coming, I recognize you for what those <laughs> are. And those, after all, are not me. Right. When there is stress, Meg, it's a sign that the superego has taken back the reins of your life. Mm-hmm. And you're separating yourself from your genius of purpose. Cutting yourself off from the creative power of the universe the wisdom, and the blessing, and the love of God. Instead, there is only the force and the strain and the longings and the egoic cravings. And so you have to struggle and you got to work hard now to make it. And you have to sweat and compete and meddle in the lives of others and manipulate and complain, worry, doubt, and fear, and all of those things. Stress from not enjoying your present tense moment, like we're talking about, from wishing things were different. Wishing you were somewhere else. That's what diminishes both the quality of your life. It diminishes your health. It diminishes your finances and all of your relationships. It also affects what you do under its influence. You know, you you talk to us all the time about making sure that we're protecting what we're watching, what we're reading, our interactions. And I have to say, I had a phone conversation. It was business related uh, just the other day. But when I got on the call, my energetics were high and, and aggressive and enthusiastic. And I noticed that by the time I got off the call, the, the person I had been talking to, their, their energetics were so low and they were just so they just sounded tired. Honestly, the <laughs> fatigue was so high. Um, I, it was affecting me. And I could feel that it took me uh, the rest of the day to get my energetics back up to where they should be to, to reconnect with my higher self. And so, you know, also being aware of these outside influencers is a huge part of this. And that's key. What you just mentioned is getting your energetics aligned with the higher state, higher source of your essence of being. That's Mm. key. When you feel yourself become drained and tired and you lose your enthusiasm, it's literally because you have translated yourself back into the egoist state of mind. You're identifying with winning and losing and failure and hurt and complaints and and the aggravation of of others in life around you. And you've emerged with that. And by doing so, you exhaust yourself. And I've witnessed this, and I know you have too, firsthand in my own life, and especially before I understood the process of self-hypnosis to compose music. And we go into that as an artist, that that, uh, self-hypnotic place of higher being in order to be an expression of your inner self out through the artistic uh, way of life, way of being, mindfulness. And... It was hilarious the other day, and I'm not going to, to to say why. But you were you were out out back there in the, the in the grass painting, and I'm inside and I'm composing, and I think and we could hear through the open window our egos clash and, and through with what we were crash. I it. should say crash. You and, can tell it. You, I don't mind. You said an explicit. I said something, and no one else was around. But it was the time of creating, and what happened was, we moved. We. <laughs> translated from our higher being into the ego, and we both failed at the same time, and you could hear the the expression of that. <laughs> 
And the and the art was reflective, by the way. My, the, it was not working. Absolutely. I have written a piece of music, and it was, I think it ended up being about 12 minutes in length. It took me about a year to to complete it. <laughs> and I know in, in hindsight that the piece actually was written over a period of time of maybe two hours, mm-hmm. over the period of time of a year. Well, most of the year was spent in my egoist state of being, trying to make (laughs) something happen, and in the self-hypnotic state of being, allowing what already is to come through me, Mm -hmm. took place in about two hours. And it's okay, because I got a lot of practice time in, in the meantime, playing the same uh, riffs over and over and over and over and over. But point (laughs) is, how quickly we advance life. From that higher state of mind, higher consciousness, when we permit ourselves through that um, uh, translated state of being to be an expression of oneness, Mm. of source, and allow it to come through you. And we both have experienced that. Well, and I have to say, as far as uh, art painting goes, I do know better. I know better than to just fly into a painting and with uh, thoughtlessly, because I know what happens when I don't spiritually prepare to to operate in creativity and to create. Because you have to slow down. You have to at least invest a moment of recognition of what you're about to do and what you're about to embark on, or. You can either waste three hours or you can invest one minute. And and to spiritually prepare for creativity, it is through recognition and through gratitude. And it's stopping and saying, wait a minute, this is not up to me. There is a, a greater than half or 60 or 70 percent of the universe is going to be expressed through me. We're going to the super will meet my natural. Mm. And then I will move into the process of creating, of building a business, of loving someone, of relating with family and friends, of going through my day. I think it's interesting that right now we're talking about a pause, taking a moment and to, to reflect and, and recognize the highest self and to step into that again and again. And comparing that to the sensation of the ego, it's interesting that the ego will always rush you. Mm-hmm. The ego is always sort of pushing you to make a bad decision, pushing you to hurry up and get it over with, to move beyond the present moment, to want something else. And I just think that's an interesting distinction between the those two um, mindsets. It, yeah, it is. It, it, wishing things were different rather than releasing the essence of your higher self, which is to deeply enjoying life into the present moment. Just wishing things were different, that is the causation of stress and yeah. every negative emotion. It is the root of anxiety and it is the root of anger, it's the root of bitterness, the root of jealousy, all of those things. Just simply wishing things were different places the authority of your higher being Mm. under the lordship of things, under the lordship of other people Mm. and stuff, and it produces toxins to the body. In fact, medical science recognizes that stress is one of the main causes of degenerative diseases. I mean, things like cancer and heart disease. But enthusiasm, Maggie, enthusiasm, which is the opposite of stress, has a high energy frequency, and it resonates with the creative power of wisdom, wisdom that comes from your higher essence of being, with oneness that you are with the universe, that you are with God. Ralph Waldo Emerson understood this when he said, nothing great has ever been achieved without enthusiasm. Mm, Yes. With enthusiasm, you will find that, you know what, you don't have to do life by yourself. 
I mean, the super of the universe is there. It's here. It's above. It's beneath. You're swimming in it, and it's not far away. And it's always on standby. It's right there to do its part in assisting you by granting your heart's desire right there in the midst of your gratitude, in the midst of your faithful enthusiasm. And it has the greater part of your life. In fact, it'll carry the burden of... uh, Far more than than half of what you will experience through the manifesting power of your grateful enthusiasm. And the genius, oh my goodness, of, of far more than your own ability begins to show up and be manifested in your life, granting you actually more than you could ever think of or imagine. You've taught us in the past about the, the power of a of a of a positive disruption, igniting a positive disruption into our lives. And I'm wondering if we find ourselves lacking enthusiasm, is this going to be one of those times where we should employ a positive disruption? Absolutely. And positive disruption is simply hold, halt the horses, (laughs) bring them to a stop. Let's stop the momentum. Wait a minute. Let's time out everybody. Let's regroup, rethink. Let's meditate. Let's go back to our journal. Let's go back into the presence of gratitude. Not for things um, the way they are, but as as you imagine them to be. Get back into that place of your higher being, of eternal life, of oneness. You know what? There is nothing, there is absolutely nothing in this life of significance that you can do by yourself. Nothing. You cannot do anything alone. In fact, the dance, your music, your art, your life experiences will achieve only that of mediocrity at at best. But sustained enthusiasm brings into existence a wave of creative energy. And all you have to do then is just ride the wave. Get on it and ride it. Enthusiasm, it is a a fire that consumes the negative and it grows the positive. Enthusiasm transforms other people as well. We talk about it all. You know, people wish, well, I just wish so-and-so would change. And I wish I could get them to be and act and, and do differently. People change from your enthusiasm. It transforms your circumstances around you. I am telling you that the smoke from the fire of your burning enthusiasm draws a crowd, and they will come running to see what's burning, and you become the thing that is infectious. Enthusiasm, it brings this enormous empowerment into what you do, so that all those who have not accessed that power before, they're just going to look upon you. They're going to see you and your projects and they're going to look at your project and go, well, how is, how is she that excited over that? But that's not what's really going to matter. It's your enthusiasm that becomes infectious. And, and, and then your achievements draws the light of the day and your joy and your energy. And it, it's all inspiring. And it aligns other people with your light and your love. I find that one thing that will always ignite my enthusiasm is meeting someone that that I just sense and I just know they need to hear about kinetic belief and they've never heard about it before. And they're obviously in the conversation, you know, asking about me and my life and, and how I do what I do. And nothing gets me more excited than sharing kinetic belief. So I have to say, if I ever need to be lit on fire, that's how I do it. Well, you can get excited because you know what? At the end of the day, it's not just you. Yeah. As a kinetic believer, you're recognizing a higher authority, a higher power. You're recognizing the creator of the masterpiece that you are, the artistry mm. of the creator. 
And that's what excites. That's what causes your enthusiastic fire to burn, is you, you want to shout it from the mountaintop that there is more to all of this than you and me. Yes. Far more to it. And it is good. Because as a kinetic believer, you know that you can of your own self do nothing. You know the secret. And you know that you're transcending consciousness, enlightened to your higher being. And you know that you are one with Source. And unlike egoic cravings and longings and wishful thinking and reasoning and all of that stuff, which manifests opposition, by the way, in, in direct proportion to the intensity of your jealousy and in direct proportion to the intensity of all of your judgments that come right back at you, Enthusiasm never, ever opposes circumstances. There's no, nothing wrong with a thing. It's never in opposition with another person. It is, in fact, enthusiasm is non-confrontational. I mean, its activity, it does not create winners and losers, whatever it is you're involved in. Enthusiasm is based on inclusion, in fact, not the exclusion of other people. It doesn't need to use and to manipulate others because it is the power of creation itself. And so it doesn't need to take energy and virtue from some other source. The egos measuring the world around it at all times and the, the entity that you've created from identifying with things that don't really exist, it survives only by trying to take something away from someone else or from something. But the energetic of enthusiasm, it gives out of its own and limitless abundance, like we, you, I love you using the word all the time, limitless, because that's what it is. There's always more than enough to go around. Nothing is ever missing in the midst of source. I love the sensation that this podcast is giving me. Everything you're telling us right now, it is because you're giving us such a hot, intense focus on enthusiasm. I can feel it welling up inside of me. And and it brings, it bears out a, an interesting question because I have heard something taught in the past, not you, um, but I've heard it said before that, for example, if you want to overcome the ego, you sort of need to, to put it down and do something sort of aggressively to, to squash the ego. And, and now I'm wondering, you know, this feels more effective, focusing on enthusiasm, focusing on the higher self and not being anti-ego. Um, it feels more powerful and, and even easier. That's a great point, Meg, because if you're anti-ego, you're attacking the ego. And you're focused on the ego, therefore you're in your ego. Yeah. In other words, when enthusiasm encounters obstacles in the form of negative situations or uncooperative adversarial people, yeah. it never attacks them back, but walks with a bounce in every step that it takes around them. And by unconditionally remaining in the spirit of love in the midst of whatever that storm is, you turn the opposing negative energetics into a helpful one and the foe into a friend. That makes me think of you've, you've taught us also about how when there are two uh, entities, two people together agreeing on one thing, that it makes that, that thing very powerful. And so I'm seeing somebody in their ego trying mm -hmm. to engage with you in hostility. And it's almost like if, if, you, if you lock in on them with your ego and you give in to that, 
you're creating quite the powerful mm-hmm. negative energetic. Mm-hmm. You know, you're sort of the deciding factor in in what's going to happen, not just to you, but to them and the whole situation. That's interesting. Well, that is such a great point because the spirit of enthusiasm and the egoic entity cannot coexist. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. One implies the other is absent. Like oil and water, ego and enthusiasm cannot mix. Enthusiasm knows where it's going, but at the same time, it's deeply at one with the present moment through the source of its aliveness and its enjoyment and its creative power. Enthusiasm wants nothing because nothing is missing from all things being possible. Mm. Enthusiasm is at one with life source. And so with life, and no matter how fantastic something may appear to be or seemingly insignificant, the activity may appear that you are in the present of, that is not what determines the level of enthusiasm. You don't lose your higher being in an activity. The activity is lost to the essence of your higher being. Where there is no superego identification, there is no attachment to labels, to judgments, condemnations, or measurements of any kind, attachments to thoughts, identifying with what you think, is one of the greatest sources of all human suffering. Nobody can live in enthusiasm all the time, by the way. <laughs> you might be scratching your head thinking, I don't think I can do this. Well, you can't do it all the time. In the same way that no one can just be in action all the time. You're like, I need a nap. <laughs> I'm going to need a nap. And, and yes, you will. You can't be in motion all the time. But there, because there is a time of rest, of replenishment, of the energy that your kinetic belief is going to need again later, and that will then transcend to awaken your state of being to this renewed enthusiasm. I do love how everything that you're showing us today, it feels, dare I say, easy. You know, it just feels like something that we get to, we can step into. It's attached to the highest self. You know, the idea of almost like we're putting on this, uh, like a covering, a, a cloak, mm. the cloak of enthusiasm. And all we need to do is put it on and participate in it. And and it's not hard work, which I think, again, I know I've said this before, but a lot of times when you are attempting and trying and you're working to improve yourself, it can it can become tedious and it can feel like a lot of work. And I think it's really important for us to constantly be breaking away from that idea because kinetic belief is natural. It's organic. It's who we actually really are. It's difficult and it's very, very hard when you try <laughs> to do this without going to source. Yes. When you try to do this from the ego state of being, from the lower state of mind, mm-hmm. it is only through aligning with source and with your higher essence of being that you keep the intensity of the fire of your enthusiasm alive and that it is easy from that place. Mm-hmm. Determining to allow the deep enjoyment of life, of life source, uh, flowing into what you're doing, combined with with an imagination for your desire and your vision that you're showing up for, acting toward releases the, uh, it releases the enthusiasm to carry you across the finish line of manifestations. But you got to make sure that your goals are kinetically dynamic. Mm. That is to say that you are in each present tense moment like you're saying. 
being directed toward an activity that you are engaged in and, and through other human beings as well, as well as to the whole of the entirety around you, the universe and the world around you. Imagine to see yourself inspiring countless people with your presence with your work and with your light and your love, with your genius of purpose and the diverseness of your individuality as enriching to their lives. Feel how the activity of your, well, your fifth kinetic belief modality enriches or deepens not only your life, but that of countless others as well. Feel yourself being a passage through which positive energy just flows from the source of life through you for the benefit of all. You know something? Enthusiasm, it's the power that transfers your, your, your journal blueprint into the physical dimension. Mm. That's the creative use of the mind. And that's why there is no longing and there's no wishful thinking and there's no regrets or if-onlys involved in this. You cannot manifest what you want. You can only manifest what you imagine to already have. And if you want joy, if you want happiness and peace, if you desire wealth and good health, it's only going to increase and manifest where it's believed to be. This is why gratitude is essential you may get what you want through hard work, and you might get it through stressing it out through situations, but I'm telling you that is not the way of living a higher source, all things being possible life. Jesus gave the key to the creative use of the mind and to the conscious manifestation of form when he said, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have already received it and it will be yours. Have you ever noticed that what the world calls miracles they most often occur among people who are bold about the universe, bold about their creator, bold in their faith with God. Mm. You know something? Boldness and the miraculous are so closely tied together that some people try to act bold just to get things to happen. That's the ego, isn't it? The ego is trying to be the boss of everybody. It's trying to enrich itself. It's trying to heal itself or to make others make it laugh or to be happy. Make others become responsible for their joy. You know, of course, that doesn't work because true boldness comes from a knowing in your spirit. And boldness causes us to act with the unwavering authority of kinetic belief. And that's the power that makes a person whole. It makes them complete. Jesus said hundreds of times to those that were receiving miracles, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. People sometimes mistake bold faith for pride. And you know, it's not an ego trip to just believe in the favor of the universe or the favor of source or to believe in the supernatural protection of source, to believe in the provision of source. There is a difference between ego and kinetic belief. If you're new to this podcast, um, it, that's what I'm telling you. If you're not, you know that. <laughs> because when you're standing in boldness, your identity, your articles of faith, your genius of purpose, you aren't bragging on yourself. You're bragging on who you were created to be 
and you just know who you are. You know what's yours. You know what you you can experience and what you can have. Wow. I was, I was already pretty enthusiastic coming into this podcast, and now I feel like I'm about to explode. <laughs> like I've had too much spiritual coffee or something. Well, this is amazing. Well, when you know, when you know, not hope, but when you know that it's the purpose and intention of source to heal you, you get excited. Yes. And that it's your kinetic belief that pays your bills. Mm. It's the wisdom of your higher being that takes care of your children. And you won't hesitate, and you won't be timid, and you're not going to be double-minded, seeking answers from places other than the counsel of your Creator. You're going to take your kinetic belief and put it into action, and you'll do it gladly. Mm. How do you get that way? By spending time in the presence of Source. And by meditating on it until it just becomes more real to you than anything else. And that's when boldness just rises up in you and you start putting feet to your belief. Well, what does it look like to put belief in action? Well, if sickness is trying to come on your body, you don't just believe for healing. You act on it. You speak to it. You command it to leave your body in the authority of love for yourself. And if you haven't been able to get out of bed and do something, anything, and, and you start moving your feet toward the floor, this is, this is the action of your belief. And if you've been in debt or lack and you're believing to be free, put your belief in action. <laughs> Pay even, oh, I don't know, one dollar on the debt in the action of your unwavering kinetic belief. And with the gratitude of being debt free, Telling you things change fast. Whatever you do, do something in alignment with your highest expectations for experiencing your best life. When you hesitate and when you are afraid of what you know, people might think, nothing happens. So make up your mind and do it right now to be bold in your kinetic beliefs. Whether you want to or not, that's not the question. That's how it works. But you have to take the first step, whether you feel like it or not. That's called acting on the word of love. And that's called kinetic belief. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. Yes, enthusiastically. I have more than enough. I've got more than enough. To not only meet all of my needs. To not only meet all of my needs. And my desires. And my desires. But to fund my passions. But to fund my passions. And abundantly share the, that, that with those I love. <laughs> and abundantly share that with those I love. Yeah, I am full of confidence. I'm full of confidence. I'm overflowing with unconditional love. And I'm overflowing with unconditional love. I am full of the belief. I am full of the belief. That I can do all things. That I can do all things. Through the power of kinetic belief. Through the power of kinetic belief. And the law of attraction. And the law of attraction. I am grateful for life. I'm grateful for life. I am grateful for today's plentiful opportunities. I'm grateful for today's plentiful opportunities. To be creative. To be creative. To be decisive. To be decisive. To be fun-loving. To be fun-loving. And to be happy. And to be happy. I am grateful for my family. Mm, I'm grateful for my family. And for all of my friends. And for all of my friends. For my life partner. For my life partner. For the pets I don't have. The pants. <laughs> the pants. <laughs> 
the pets I don't have. And the pets I used to have. And the pets I used to have. And for my home. For my home. And a warm beverage with a friend. And a warm beverage with a friend. A relaxing afternoon. A relaxing afternoon. A restorative night's sleep. And a restorative night's sleep. I am healthy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am wealthy. Abundance is mine. Abundance is mine. It belongs to me. It belongs to me. Wealth is mine. Wealth is mine. It belongs to me. And it belongs to me. Health is mine. Health is mine. It belongs to me. It belongs to me. And today. And today. Is the absolute best day. Is the absolute best day. Of my life. Of my life. Wow. What a fun and powerful and and enriching podcast today was. We have an exciting announcement to make. Today, we are sending out the first of a weekly Kinetic Believers newsletter. We're going to be emailing that to everyone. So if you have not signed up to receive messages from us, make sure you go to stephencanyon.com to do that. It's going to be full of powerful insights, the latest blog posts, all kinds of cool and exciting insiders information. Sending out so much love, so much light to Mm -hmm. all you KB creatives all around the world. Yeah, and thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.